your boys Junior, Cleveland Browns left tackle, and you're listening to the Hottest Take Sports Podcast. Welcome back to the Hottest Take Sports Podcast presented by Sip Sports. This is your host, John Ashkar, and today with me, I'm back with my co-host, Jack. Welcome back, Jack. Glad to be back. Glad to be talking some Browns today. Get a little schedule review and prediction for y'all. So we're going to get right into that, break that down for you guys, and uh, I'm glad that we were, uh, were able to get back on the pod. Yeah, so let's start with our preseason. It's a shorter preseason than usual, three weeks. In week one, the Browns are away at Jacksonville. The date and time are to be announced, but we get to see Trevor Lawrence week one, Jack. little Trevor Lawrence preview. Probably won't see very much of Trevor Lawrence. Again, with all these preseason games, it's a new kind of format this year with 17 games. So there's only three preseason games now opposed to four. So we don't know exactly how these teams are going to handle that. So I'm assuming we probably won't see much of Trevor Lawrence, but it will be the debut. So there will be a lot of national media attention for this game, even though it's really pretty meaningless. But this will be a very interesting game. you got Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, and Tim Tebow potentially all making some debuts. So this will be one to watch. We'll get a lot of national media attention, even though it's a pretty irrelevant preseason game. But definitely kind of interesting way to start the season. Yeah, so we'll probably see starters for about one to two drives, and that's about it. The next game, though, week two, the Browns will be home versus the Giants, and we'll see the starters play a little bit more, probably the first half, and that's about it. Yeah, and then week three, we play the Falcons. I'm sure the starters are not going to play at all. This will kind of just be a, a throwaway game. A little, We're going to see the backups, so that won't mean much. But moving on, right into the juice of things. We, we start off the season with maybe our hardest matchup, matchup of the entire, entire year. Yeah, so week one, the Browns are away at Kansas City, and this game is already getting a lot of hype. It's a 425 game. We're playing the former AFC champs. Everyone knows Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, how potent that offense is. And we have a couple cool stats here for you guys. Teams that start the season 1-0 have 45 Super Bowl wins. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers did start 1-0 last year, if you're wondering. And the teams that have started the season 0-1 have only 9 Super Bowl wins. So it's important for the Browns to start off on a strong note here. Yeah, clearly the numbers show that the teams who can start on one, or 1-0 excuse me, have a much better chance of winning the Super Bowl. And then another interesting stat that kind of goes along with this is the Browns have not won a season opener since 2004. That's 17 years the Browns have not won a season opener. And we did have that one year versus the Steelers where we tied them, but ultimately, I mean, that's not a dub. So I, I do think this, this week one game will, will determine a lot as far as how the Browns season goes. I think if we are able to beat the Chiefs, good things could be in store. It could be a little foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. I think the, the last thing I'll say about this is the real storyline here is it, it's kind of a rematch of that playoff game that the Browns obviously lost um, in a nail-biter. So this, I think the Browns, you know, they have some real motivation here to go out and, and beat the Chiefs, but this is not going to be an easy task by any means. Right. We'll see if the Browns can break that streak and if this revamped defense can hold up that offense of Mahomes and his friends. So moving on to week two. The Browns are at home for their home opener versus the Houston Texans. That's on September 19th, and it's a 1 p.m. game. So this is a great game to have after the Chiefs, because regardless, win or lose, right, we beat the Chiefs, 
we're going to be tired because that's going to be a, a really hard-fought game. We lose to the Chiefs. Here's a free dub to get your uh, morals kind of back higher again. The Texans are projecting, most people project them to be the worst team in the league next season. you got Deshaun Watson amid this whole case that he's dealing with with all these off-season problems. I, highly, I, I would be shocked and amazed if he started week one. And, and I honestly don't think he's ever going to play another game in a Houston Texans uniform anyway. So we'll most likely be seeing like a Davis Mills or I don't even know who else they have. They've got like Jeff Driscoll. So this should be, uh, obviously, you can't overlook any game. But if there is a game that you can kind of pencil in with Sharpie or, yeah, write a, write a dub in with Sharpie, it's this one right here. Yeah, so obviously if they don't have Watson, it's a game that you really have to win. But if they have Watson, obviously it will be a little more difficult considering that he is one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. But they had a really bad team last year, and we played Watson, and we still beat them. So it could be more similar to that. But I'm expecting a dub here, and yeah, you got, you got to win. So moving on to week three, they are again at home versus the Chicago Bears. This is September 26th, another 1 p.m. game. Yeah, so this is, there's a couple interesting storylines in this game as well. This is our first kind of test that uh, you know against an evenly matched team the Chicago Bears have been up and down for a while now but really the thing they've been missing is a key quarterback we all know and love Justin Fields from Ohio State the Bears were able to move up and draft him Um, and all of a sudden the Bears are ready to kind of make a run they've got a solid defense they've got weapons on offense and now they've got a a halfway decent quarterback the real question I guess is is it going to be Andy Dalton or Justin Fields I'm really excited for this game Jack I think it's going to be awesome Justin Fields will definitely get a good reception from the crowd here in Cleveland considering that a lot of people are huge Buckeye fans and he was one of the favorite Buckeyes in recent memory. But this could be a really good team if Justin Fields has you know, kind of incorporated his game into the NFL by week three. They have a good offense. They have some key weapons like David Montgomery and Allen Robinson. So this could be a closer game than people might think it is. Yeah, the Bears are definitely a team to watch out for. So moving on, week four, we are away at the Minnesota Vikings. And this game's on October 3rd at 1 p.m. And this is going to be a good test for our secondary. Yeah, I'm very excited for this game. Just to see our defense again. Week one, obviously, will be your hardest test for the defense facing the Chiefs. But this one is kind of underrated in my eyes because you have Justin Jefferson, who possibly could have won Offensive Rookie of the Year last year. And then you have Adam Thielen on the other end, who's been a solid wide receiver his entire career. So they were 7-9 and nine last year, not a good record. Kirk Cousins is kind of on the hot seat a bit, I would say. They went and picked up the GOAT, Kellen Mond, in the draft too. But this is still going to be a good test to see if our revamped secondary can, you know, stop some elite wide receivers. Yeah, I mean... And not not only receivers, but you still got Dalvin Cook, obviously, so our run defense will get a a pretty good test there as well. You mentioned Kellen Mond, who probably should have been the first overall pick ahead of Trevor Lawrence, but you know what? (laughs) NFL's, they're they're not very good at, you know, evaluating talent, so. But no, like you said, they're 7-9. This is a team that I think has a lot, is a lot better than 7-9, so this will be a good test, so I'm looking forward to that for sure. Week 5, we are again away at the Los Angeles Chargers. And I, I guess the theme of these these three games that we just mentioned, the Bears, Vikings, and Chargers, is that these teams are all on the rise. This is October 10th. It's a 405 game. 
And like you said, on the rise, specifically Justin Herbert, Offensive Rookie of the Year last year, has got an absolute cannon of an arm. Me and you both doubted him a bit, but he proved us wrong and proved a lot of other people wrong with his potential. They have a good offense, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. It, it feels like every week, Jack, we're facing a really good wide receiver duo. Yeah, exactly, wide receivers. And then Austin Eckler, who was injured a lot of last season, They'll have him, who is, and he's a very dangerous receiver as well out of the backfield. So this is going to be a good test. And you know what? For so many years, the Chargers have been good but not great. They've always found a way to lose the game. They've been in every game. I think they have like the record with the most games lost by one possession or less or, or one score or less. But finally, the, the Chargers move on from Anthony Lynn, their former head coach. They, get, they hire a new head coach in Brandon Staley, who had a lot of comparisons to AFC North head coach Mike Tomlin way back when he was just a young head coach starting out. So it'll be interesting to see if they can kind of actually, you know, take this talent and start getting wins out of it. So this will be, I think, a big test. You know, the Chargers were not great last year record-wise, but I think they're going to play a lot better than, than that. So definitely looking forward to this game. Yeah, and they get some key pieces back on the defense, like Derwin James, Joey Bosa. So this team could potentially be really good. This could be an upset game, but I think the Browns will eventually pull through. Moving on to week six, the Browns are back at home versus the Arizona Cardinals. This game was added on to the schedule with that extra week, and it's a October 17th game at 4.05. Yeah, so this is Kyler versus Baker part two. We remember Kyler, they, they, Kyler and the Cardinals won round one, and that was, that was a pretty ugly game for the Browns not put their best performance out. Um, so the, the Browns are going to want some revenge on this, especially Baker. Uh, and, and this will be a, another interesting game in the sense that the Cardinals are really trying to make a run this year. They, they've added some some big names. A lot of these guys are past their prime. Um, but they're really kind of, it seems like they're really selling out on trying to go for it all this year. They added J.J. Watt was the big acquisition, and then they got A.J. Green from the Bengals, Malcolm Butler, a former Super Bowl hero, Matt Prater, who's been a really solid kicker for a long time. All of those guys, however, are pretty old, past their prime, especially guys like A.J. Green. So we'll see how that works. They've also, they also lost some key pieces in Patrick Peterson and Hassan Reddick, as well as Kenny Drake. So th- this is going to be an interesting Cardinals team. Cliff Kingsbury's on the hot seat, so... This will be a big test for him as well, but I'm, this is going to be a shootout, I think. Yeah, this game gives me really 2019 Browns vibes, but on the side of the Cardinals, they went out and honestly just got older this offseason. But I'm really excited to see Baker versus Kyler Part 2, both in college great friends. It was a really bad game in 2019, but I think the Browns are going to bounce back and win this one. It's a 405 game too, which is weird. We really don't have many of those at First Energy Stadium. I really can't remember the last one, to be honest, but it'll be a good one. I think, again, the Browns will eventually pull through. The next game, Week 7, the Browns are home again versus the Broncos on October 21st, and this one's fun, Jack, because it's a Thursday night football game, and the kickoff is at 820. Yeah, the first primetime game of the season for the Browns. I'm really looking forward to this. There's been a lot of, you know, rumors about Aaron Rodgers potentially being traded to the Broncos, so we don't really know who we're going to see at quarterback. Is it going to be Drew Locke? Is it going to be Teddy Dogwater? Excuse me, Bridgewater? Or someone else, right? So the Broncos, they have a really solid team, obviously missing a solid quarterback. 
that's going to be the big storyline. I think if they don't make any changes at the quarterback position, I think this is going to be our second easiest game behind the Texans. Yeah, this is the one that the Browns really have to lock in on their schedule and win, especially with the quarterback situation that they have going on in Denver. It will, it will be fun to see the Browns on prime time. They were good on prime time last year, even though they did lose that one versus the Ravens. But I think this is the one that the Browns will have in the bag. Yeah, no doubt. So week eight, we continue the home stretch versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is an October 31st game, a Halloween game. This is our first holiday game that we're going to have of, of two this year. But it kicks off at 1 p.m. Uh, and in Pittsburgh... They're, they're a team in, in transition right now. They lost some, some long-time pieces, and they added some, some new guys. Nobody really knows how this team's going to look and perform in 2021. What are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, this is a real wild card. I guess we'll see week one and two. I mean, we don't really have them till week eight, so a team can always develop midseason. My guess, personally, is that they'll probably get worse. I think you're kind of riding on a similar boat to me. But I, I really don't think this team's going to be all that great this year. Their offensive line is horrid, and I, they didn't really didn't do much to improve it. They did lose a ton of players like Mike Pouncey, Bud Dupree, Mike Hilton, and Alejandro Villanueva. So they lost players on both sides of the ball. But they did get some people like Najee Harris, Dwayne Haskins, and Pat Furmuth to kind of boost that offense. I, I just don't think it is a team that can compete this year, especially with teams like the Browns and the Ravens in the AFC North. Yeah, I agree. Najee Harris, I loved him as a player, but with that depleted offensive line, how efficient is he going to be? We all know rookie tight ends don't really do anything their rookie year, so Pat Fairmuth, I don't expect to be a huge factor. But I will say, ask you this, John, is, you know, as the Steelers, we all remember the way that last season ended with back-to-back wins versus Steelers. Are they going to come out with a chip on their shoulder and really, you know, be treating this game as, as something special versus the Browns? For sure, 100%, because... We gave them that disrespect right back that they were giving us all season. So they're going to be hungry. They're going to come out hitting. And that's the thing about the Steelers is if, if they're not good, they're still going to come out, they're going to play hard, and they're going to hit you hard. I mean, we've always called them dirty, and maybe they play like that, maybe they don't, but they're going to come out for our heads. So the Browns just have to be ready to play regardless if they're good or not. Yeah, I like that point. It's not gonna. They're not just going to lay over even if they're not a great team this season. All right, so... Week 9, we play the Cincinnati Bengals, another AFC North matchup. That game is on November 7th at 1 p.m. And this kicks off the first game versus the Bengals. We have some new new stars in town. Right, yeah. So the Bengals, with the fifth overall pick, took Jamar Chase from LSU, who is a wonderful wide receiver. In my opinion, they should have taken an offensive tackle, but this kid is an absolute stud, and he forms a great trio with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, which rivals the Browns trio. There's a huge debate of who has the best trio of wide receivers in the AFC North, and this is one of the first games that we'll see, will it be true? So OBJ and Jarvis and Higgins versus Higgins, Chase, and Boyd. So I'm really excited for this. Joe Burrow will be back this season. Will his head be on his shoulders if he gets hit too much? I don't know, man. And especially going against Clowney and Garrett, man. Joe Burrow might be in for a heck of a game uh, getting beat up. But but like you said, some, you know Chase is a great receiver. I think, honestly, I hate to say it, but I think the Bengals might have us beat as far as wide receiver talent after that draft pick. But it'll be an interesting game. You never know. And 
we're all expecting an OBJ bounce back. So if he returns to his old form, we could definitely uh, give him a run for their money. Yeah, at the end of the day, regardless of who has the better wide receiver duo or if Burrow's back, I still think the Browns will end up winning this game yeah. versus the Bengals. But the Bengals are a team on the rise, so... Again, it's an, uh, these AFC games, Jack. You can't you can't like take them lightly. The Browns have to go into all these games taking them seriously and playing as hard as they can. Moving on to Week Ten, the Browns are away versus the New England Patriots. This game is November fourteenth, and it's a one p.m. game. New England Patriots, uh, obviously, Tom Brady's not been there now for a year. They did not they they, they struggled with Cam Newton at the helm last season, to say the least. Uh, he did not play well, throwing more interceptions than touchdowns. So will we see Mac Jones, their newly drafted rookie, or Cam Newton in this game? We don't know. And and also the Pats were another team that they've probably had one of the biggest free agencies in terms of sheer numbers of people that they brought in and, and sheer volume of money that they spent on these. It was a complete overhaul. Uh, we didn't write the names of who they added because it was just taking too long to list them all off. But this is going to be a very different team. I think Bill Belichick is really kind of, you know, I think, A, I think he's going to retire somewhat soon, but I think the reason that they added all these pieces is they want to make one more run at it, or at least start the, you know, get the culture rolling for when the post-Bill Belichick era. So uh, this will be a, an interesting game for sure. Yeah, they had an extreme offseason, went out and signed up just about everyone that they wanted on both offensive and defensive side of the ball. And just to note real quick, the Patriots had the most opt-outs last year of any team in the NFL so they get a bunch of players back, like one of their leaders, Dante Hightower. So this is a completely different team this year, and it's one that I think will compete really well. Moving on to Week 11, the Browns are back home versus the Detroit Lions. Yeah, so the Detroit Lions also went underwent a lot of changes. This game kick, uh, is November 21st, kicks off at 1 p.m. I, I think I like our chances in this game for sure. I, I think that the Lions... Are a couple years away from really being relevant again. They're obviously the big kind of storyline for them this offseason was moving on from Matt Stafford, who's been their quarterback for a long time, Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones as well. They also both left town, so their receiving core is looking really depleted. I don't expect the Lions to be contenders in any way. Matt Patricia, their head coach, who, you know, that experiment did not go well. He's gone, so they have a new coaching staff with Dan Campbell and Anthony Lynn, an offensive coordinator, who's the former Chargers head coach. They, you know, this team does not project to be very good in my eyes, so I think this is a game that the Browns should take care of business pretty easily. But you never know. I do like their, their the changes that they made at head coach. Yeah, I like the changes that they made to a head coach. Those needed to be done. But if you're looking at these key additions and key losses, you go from Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones to Monroe St. Brown, and then Matt Stafford to Jared Goff. So, I mean, this team, in my opinion, got significantly worse. But at the end of the day, Matt Stafford, Kenny Galladay, and Marvin Jones weren't working. So I see this team kind of heading into a full rebuild. The Browns have to win this one. It's a game that should be circled that's a total win. Yeah, I agree. Week 12, we get our first matchup of the season away versus the Baltimore Ravens. November 28th, a Sunday night football game at 8.20 p.m. This is kind of a little uh, a little you know, rematch of our primetime game last year. Yeah, so this is a game that I'm really excited for. 
it's weird because the Browns play the Ravens week 12, then we have a bye week 13, then we play them again week 14. So it's basically like a back-to-back versus the Ravens. But I'm hoping that the Browns can get a win. They have not won versus the Ravens in their stadium in recent memory. We got smacked by them week one last year. The Browns will see this first week one if they can stop Lamar Jackson. You know, if you can at least get one of these two games from the Ravens, I'm happy. I think everyone else would be happy because they're a really good team. But the Ravens added some wide receiver depth in Sammy Watkins and Rashad Bateman. So we'll see if this upgraded Ravens offense can, you know, take advantage of the Browns defense still. Yeah, so we have have never beat Lamar, am I correct? Nope, never never beat Lamar Jackson. We've never beat Lamar. We got a lot of trolls I've seen on Instagram saying Lamar owns the Browns. We're obviously looking to change that. And look, we all say we'd settle for one win versus the Ravens, and I would agree with that. However, I don't see either. I definitely think it's possible that we can win both of these games versus the Ravens. It all kind of depends on our defense, though. Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, I think, is going to be an X factor in this game. Because we, just for the life of us, have not been able to stop Lamar Jackson on the ground. That's going to be the big storyline, I think, is our, our revamped defense versus Lamar Jackson. And try not to, to break that, that curse that seems to be hanging over our heads versus the Ravens. Right, so moving into week 13, we have a bye. And it's a really late bye week. I think ours was week 8 last year. So it's it's kind of unusual, but this could be beneficial if maybe the Browns are making a big playoff run or they're on a huge win streak or maybe even they come off a loss from the Ravens that week you know they'll have time to go and prepare and like I said week 14 it is home versus the Baltimore Ravens it's a December 12th game at 1 p.m. and talking about that bye week kind of incorporating in that I think this game is going to be decided by who makes the better adjustments that week and the Browns are on a bye week so they're going to have time to make an adjustment rest up and prepare for the Ravens then, while the Ravens are going to be playing another game that week 13. So my prediction for this week 14 game is that the Browns are going to come out, avenge that loss that they had at home last year to the Ravens, and kind of smack them around in this game. Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting point that you just made in the sense that, like, I think if the Ravens lose that week 12 game, that first one, they're in some trouble because... You, you lose, you get beat by the Browns, and then the Browns, like you said, we get the bye, and then we come out feeling fresh, and you know, with and every anything that didn't go our way in that first game, we will, we will be able to address. So uh, that that we that first Brown, Ravens game will be almost just as crucial as that second one, in the sense that you know, I feel like if we win that first one, we could definitely complete the sweep in Week 14. Yeah, these could be two of the most fun games of the season. So. We might, we're going to have to wait a little bit, but it could turn out real well for the Browns. Moving on to Week 15, the Browns are still at home versus the Las Vegas Raiders. The time and date are still to be announced, which is weird that every other game has a date and time. But I'm thinking that maybe if the Raiders are really good and the Browns are on a roll, the NFL could flex this into a primetime game, giving the Browns four. That's probably why it's not determined yet at the moment i think they're really the nfl's really trying to get the raiders kind of more national attention with their whole new stadium and their you know move to las vegas a few years ago so that that could be why you never know but i I don't honestly if i'm being honest i don't i don't expect the raiders to be a great team this season you know they've had Derek carr for a long time he's never really 
reached his full potential, or at least what they were hoping when they drafted him. Um, the Browns lost to the Raiders last year. It was like an awful game. I'm pretty sure it was like 10-9 to 9 Raiders, and the winds were like 30 miles per hour. It was pouring rain. So hopefully yeah, this is a different. Hopefully this is a different game. It's in December. At least we can maybe play in the snow, you know. But I think the Browns are really gonna wanna avenge that game and get back the Raiders. So I expect the Browns to come out with the dub in this one. Yeah, that was our big like upset loss last season, and I think the weather played a huge factor in that. And I think there were some other it might have been injury or something. I can't remember, but I, I think the Browns will slap them around in this one. Yeah. yeah also, a quick side note: we get to play Drake and Josh, so that'll be kind of fun. So week 16 brings us to our second holiday game of the season versus the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. That's going to be electric, actually. Christmas Day, December 25th, starting at 4 o'clock p.m. This game will be interesting. Obviously, will will Aaron Rodgers be there if he's still in Green Bay? This is going to be a heck of a game, a heck of a test for the Browns. Should project to be maybe the best Christmas game of the season. Yeah, I can just see this being one of those games where they're, they're like the coverage is this, them shoveling snow off the field the entire time. But the Browns should be ready for that. Like you said, the big X factor here, will Aaron Rodgers be there? Because you're either facing Aaron Rodgers, the MVP, or you're facing Blake Bortles or Jordan Love. So this game could have a completely different dynamic than like it is now, but it's one that's exciting. Playing on Christmas was just a different vibe because I always feel like that's an NBA day. So we'll see. This is a game that's kind of a toss-up. If Aaron Rodgers is there, we're playing in Lambeau. I don't have my hopes up too much, but if he's not, then it's an easy dub for the Browns, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm starting to look at the Browns, though, as, as one of the... I mean, they can really compete with anyone, so I'm not necessarily intimidated by the Packers. Obviously, going to Lambeau Field is going to be tough, but this will be a really, a really fun game if Aaron Rodgers is there. So week 17, our last game versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. This one is away uh, at Heinz Field. Kicks off at 8.15. This is Monday Night Football on January the 3rd. This will be interesting. We, you know, and, and I think the storyline here will really lie with you know what happens in our first matchup versus the Steelers. Both of these games versus the Steelers this season are, are very winnable in my opinion. At, at this point, who knows? The Steelers might be out of playoff contention for a so this game might mean nothing. I mean, it'll never mean nothing, don't get me wrong, but especially on Monday Night Football. But as far as playoff implications, it might not mean much if the Steelers are not a great team. But this will be a fun game regardless. Yeah, this could be a game where the Browns do the unthinkable, where they, one, sweep the Steelers in a season, and two, win at Heinz Field two times in a row. So this game could bring a lot of joy to Browns fans. It could, it, it's just weird. It's like we don't know what's going to happen at this point. Like, where will the Steelers be at this point of the season? Will they actually be contending somehow, or will they just be kind of a trash team that's just waiting to get a top ten pick? Yeah, you never know. And, and heck, I mean, even for the Browns too, we don't know where we're going to be at at this point. So this will be an interesting game. I think the narrative will kind of develop as we go along. But that brings us to Week 18. This is an unprecedented. Obviously, the NFL adding an extra regular season game. We've never had a Week 18 before. So this is a first for everyone. But Week 18, we're home versus Cincinnati Bengals. It's a pretty good matchup to end the season on. And that kicks off on January the 9th at 1. Yeah, so my biggest question here, and this is like in all seriousness, will Joe Burrow be alive in Week 18? I don't know. I, I really don't know. 
That's a very legitimate question. <laughs> but for real, though, this is weird because the Browns could potentially sit some starters week 18 if the season goes really, really well, Jack. And if Joe Burrow is alive and the Browns are sitting starters, this could be a much closer game than you know people might realize. So this, obviously, I don't expect this to have huge implications as far as playoffs are concerned or anything like that. Because I still think the Bengals are a couple years away, but... It's always nice know, to beat the Bengals. Yeah, exactly. So you never know. And that brings us into our record predictions. Yes, sir. Um, and who do you want? you want to go first or you want me to go first? Ladies first. All right, so you can go ahead then. <laughs> so my <laughs> my record prediction for the Browns this year is 13-4. and four. I think we're going to win the AFC North. There's a couple hard games on the schedule. I'm hoping we can get off to the season 1-0. But I really don't think at the end of the day that it's a huge deal if we get off 1-0 or not. I know we talked about the stats, but regardless, I think the Browns are one of the best teams in the NFL, and I think the season's going to be one for the ages. Right, and to that point, too, like, even if, like, I would be a little more concerned, like, if, if we get clapped by the Chiefs week one, that might be a little concerning, but I think this should be a close game, so even if we lose to the Chiefs, I'm not too concerned about those numbers that we mentioned earlier in the podcast. My record prediction was 14-3, and three. I had one more win than you predicted, and maybe I'm being a little bit biased with, with such a good, you know, record, but I, I really think this is our year, I think the Browns have every piece they need roster-wise to contend. I think last year we all knew that our defense was going to be the weak spot, and it, and it was. I think if the Browns can stay healthy, there's no reason that they can't be uh, held the best team in football this year. So I'm giving them 14-3. and three. I think those games versus the Packers, Chiefs, and maybe one versus the Ravens will be our three losses. We don't fumble a game like we did versus the Raiders, but you never know. So Yeah, there's, there's all... And three, yeah. There's always a game that you really don't think you're going to lose at the beginning of the season that you end up losing. Yeah. But then the beauty of that is there's a game that you don't really think you're going to win that you win. So it kind of evens out right. at the end of the day. But we both expect the Browns to go out there and win the AFC North this year. This is going to be a fun season. This is definitely our most talented and most depth-acquired roster. There's a lot of depth here. So I think this team's going to make a big run. Cleveland, I think we're back. I think this is the year, man. I really have a good feeling about this, so I cannot wait for the season to start. I know I am not alone in that mindset, but we will see you again if you've made it this far. We really appreciate it. Uh, give us a follow at hottest underscore take pod on Twitter. We're always interacting with fans, and we love to talk to you guys. We're putting out stuff daily. Also, Instagram, TikTok, all the same username. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, thank <laughs> you guys for listening, and... We will catch you soon. Stay out, our friends. Peace. And thanks to you guys if you made it this far listening to the Hottest Take Sports Podcast. Today's intro beat was made by Black Lines Beats on YouTube. We will have a link to it in the description. Make sure you all go give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the hottest underscore take pod. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay updated with our show. Also, make sure you rate the show and leave some feedback. Thanks again, y'all, and see you next time.